How is it? Out there? It's a person. No, 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 don't! Even without a wand, Harry would figure some shit out. We really didn't know how good we had it, did we? We complained about everything magic couldn't do. Because we couldn't see that a world without it was pointless. Maybe there's a way to get it back. I have magic. I have to be able to do something with it. For us though, guys, it's the only magic there is. Do you want your magic back? I'll send you on an epic quest. That sounds like something I might really You have friends, don't you? Sweeter than The one-eyed conqueror, the traveler, the warrior, the fool, the god-touched, and the torture artist. No one can do this alone. Quests are not a solo op. Gather up. Please, hold your questions till the end. We're looking for keys. Whatever the keys unlock, I'll restore magic. It's fired me up. You showed me that there's a fight to fight. I want magic back more than anything. I am ready to go full 07 Brittany. Yeah, we're in that territory. The quest I bestow on you is the task you were born for. Claim it. This magic moment. I think I just got actual chills. All right, free traders, welcome back, Physical Kids Weekly. I am Clara, and I'm Danny. And yeah, we're back after our hiatus. It's been, what, three months? To talk about our favorite moments from season two and what we're looking forward to before season three officially starts next month. Woo! (laughs) We're not alone, though. Dominic (laughs) Tyler is here to help us ring in the new season. Thanks for joining us, Dom. Hey, thanks for having me. Yay, Dom! (laughs) Um, It's been so long, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. I know. Oh my god. Uh, I can't believe it's only a month away. I feel like I have. I, I feel like not prepared, and also like it's too long. <laughs> yeah, I do truly feel like the season just ended. Um, yeah, it's been a really quick couple months here. <laughs> I think going back to season one for us also made it feel longer because that was like two or three more months that we kept doing podcasts after it. That's true. Like, it got to the point where we're like, this needs to end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God, we need a weekend. Just one. <laughs> one. <laughs> well, we were trying to, like, live our lives and yet do stuff for the podcast. And we're just like, this is, this is rough. <laughs> we're going to miss it next year, though. Like, when we have a full six months of hiatus, we're just going to we're gonna be really sad. <laughs> have yeah. to figure out some we- stuff to do. We might actually have to, like, truly plan off-topic ones to do because we talked about it before and, and yeah. didn't do it. And so. then we planned so much else that we were dead at the end. But, yeah, I think that's, <laughs> that's a good plan. All right. Um, well, since we're back and we should talk about The Magicians, this is not an off-topic episode. Uh, before we get into our thoughts and listener questions, I thought I would just do a quick rundown of what we know. And when I went back and like looked at all the episode recaps, um, to just try to like 
piece it all together. A fuck ton happened last season. It's crazy. Um, oh, so, yeah. so here's what I got. Last season, Quentin Elliott, Alice, and Margot, they were crowned kings and queens of Fillory. Then they, like, defeated the Beast, who was Martin Chatwin, as it turned out. Alice turned into a Niffin and then back into a human again by the end of the season. Um, Julia found out that Reynard had impregnated her, then lost her shade in a botched magical abortion. And then like Quentin went and helped her, helped her retrieve her shade from the underworld. And there was a dragon that was important. There was a dragon. And somewhere in the middle of all of that, Elliot got engaged a second time. So he's already married and now he's engaged again. Margo made a deal with the devil, uh, by which I mean fairies. Oh, well, you returned. Ember killed Umber and Quentin killed Ember, causing a magical plumber to turn off magic for all humans. And also everyone turned into rats. Did I miss anything? I think you pretty much got the gist of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like when you hear it all at once, it sounds batshit, right? <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Penny is presumed dead at this point. Also. All right. Penny has like magic cancer or did he like lose <laughs> his magic cancer? I don't know. Anyway, something happened to Penny. Uh, Penny I'm is. I'm not quite sure how that's going to work. They <laughs> never confirmed what happened to him because like Katie made a deal with a, uh, um, Marley Matlin. Marley, Marley Matlin's character, but they never saw that come into like he just got dragged off by magical librarian. I forget her name. Zelda is it Zelda? I don't think it's Zelda. Uh, the actress's name is Magena Tova. That's all I remember, and she has like it's the like baddest Zola or something like that. I think it's, it's Zelda. <laughs> Hang we'll on a second. Out. I'm gonna look this up. Magena <laughs> is the librarian. Her name is the librarian. No, I just looked it up on my phone. It's Zelda Schiff. What? Oh, okay, Zelda. why does it say just the librarian on IMDb? Well, they <laughs> suck. Um, it says it on the magician's on her lunch bag. Yeah, On, on her, her lunch, lunch bag? bag? Okay, I need to see this. You need to find me a clip or whatever at some point. That's your homework after this episode. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. I just remember it's, it's when he starts talking to uh, the little girl, Sylvia. Yeah. She... Yeah. Has his lunch bag. Oh, yeah. There's that whole, like, I mean, I don't think I even mentioned any of, like, Penny's subplot about joining the library and, like, chasing after tiny little magician who we thought was plum for, like, a hot second, and then she died, and so she wasn't. (laughs) There's, like, a whole bunch of stuff there, too. Well, I'm glad it seems like Plum's not going to show up in season three because I I still want to play her. (laughs) Yeah, uh, we know. And actually, you have like a you got like the whole world rooting for you at this point, I think. (laughs) Yeah, anyone anyone that listens to our podcast and um, and I've told Arjun, I know Arjun knows for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I I, didn't he tell us, didn't um, uh, Chris, the managing director, didn't he say he listens? So, hey, Chris, listen up. You know who to cast for this. Yeah, I, it's me. It's me. Uh, we just need, probably just need Love's approval. I know I've mentioned it to him and just in passing. <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we'll confront him Super next casual. time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's start off like as basic as it's possible to get. Um, what were your favorite moments from season two? And Dom, because we are like totally dominating the conversation. Why don't we start with you? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just so happy to be here and just enjoying, uh, this whole conversation. Um, that's a broad question. Cause season two, like you said, had so many, uh, 
plots, <laughs> which isn't a bad thing. It just everything there was a lot that happened. Now that we talked about it some, and I think the the bank, the whole bank robbery. Mm. Yeah, the heist <laughs> episode was my really. Favorite. That was a great one. That was. I rewatched that a lot. That and the battle with the beast. Hmm. I um. I actually. It I was can't funny. do that one. Feels. It, it has oh, a lot of feels. Yeah. I, I I think I watched it like two or three times when we recorded the episode, and I haven't watched it since, even though I really love that episode because it's just too it's too emotional. <laughs> I think I realized... my favorite episode. Oh. No, go ahead. Sorry. I think my favorite episode is the um, where Julia and Quentin go to the to the underworld. Yeah, the, the underworld. It yeah. So, I um I decided you know last season I was like I don't know I loved them all and I painted myself into a corner and I really love the finale and so like I haven't seen any episodes in since we recorded the last podcast episode <laughs> oh hi Dobby <laughs> <laughs> he like literally just waved at me um I haven't seen any any of the TV show episodes since we recorded the last podcast episode so today I was like all right I am only going to watch one and this is how I'm going to force myself to choose to choose like a favorite child um and as soon as I like sat in front of them it was the episode right before that one Danny that you mentioned it was the episode where um the girl who told time where um mm-hmm. oh, you see like that's a good one too yeah where you see like Julia um there's so much that happens in that that I love. Like, you see Julia, um, like, AU Julia with her discipline. Um, there's AU Alice in the Tesla flexion, which is just, like, the most heart- heart-wrenching scene. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so incredible. And um, Olivia and Jason are, are just, they, they're spectacular in it. Um, but, like... It, it was, oh, and that's also the episode where they where Marley Ma- we meet Marley Matlin's character. But yeah, just like I I, I kind of wasn't expecting it because I had so much affection for the finale um, coming off of season two. But as soon as I looked at the list, I was like, that that's the one I'm watching. It's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. I love I, the I title. Forgot. I love seeing Julia at Breakville's. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Because it's Happy Julia, and when the fuck do we get Happy Julia? <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. I didn't, you guys, Dobby's, like, cleaning like himself lot. over here. <laughs> um, <laughs> small reminder for those of you who don't remember or those of you who are just joining us for the first time, Dobby is Danny's cat. Uh, yeah. He makes frequent appearances on the podcast. Occasionally, I think he's actually, like, meowed. So. <laughs> yeah, occasionally. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think, like, that was my favorite episode. But, I, I mean, there's a lot of favorite moments. Um, and I think, like, I, so, some of the ones that I, I, end up forget- I ended up forgetting, like, toward the end of the season and, and only really remembering when I came back to look at them were, like, all of that stuff where... Um, Alice, where like Niff and Alice was trapped, um, uh, trapped in uh, Quentin's back. Yeah, in in Quentin's tattoo cage, whatever. Um, and she's like torturing him and um, really being like incredibly mean. Um, and like that was pretty badass too. And I remember how much I loved the episode after after Alice becomes a Niffin where Quentin is um, so emotional and processing, right? Like, there were just so many, there were so many moments at the beginning of the season that by the end of the season, I just 
completely forgotten about <laughs> or just, it, yeah. I mean, I'd been, it's not that I'd forgotten. It's that like everything else was so good that it just like hit me in the face. <laughs> I, I still think that my favorite scene in the entire season and probably the whole show so far is, uh, when Josh is temporarily King and it has that like, <laughs> rap montage. <laughs> that scene takes the cake. Josh is amazing. And when I, when I was watching this episode, um, there's that scene, there, there's like a, a bunch of scenes that are great with Josh. The one where he like throws up his hands cause like Elliot is being super picky and he's like, what do you want? And Ellie's like, I want them to love me. And he says, well then I'm just going to make a fucking love potion and whatever food I want. <laughs> and just like throws up his hands and leaves. Um, <laughs> Josh is going to be a series regular next season, right? Yes. Yeah. Both. Um, Josh and Finn. Both, and Brittany. Yeah, both Trevor and yeah. Brittany are, have been upgraded to season regulars, so we're going to see them all the time, and I'm very excited about that. I'm very <laughs> I love excited about that. I love how they made Trevor Trevor get like uh, social media accounts because like <laughs> everyone does, and he just doesn't know what he's doing, and it's great. I love that they made him get social media accounts because then we can we can get him on the podcast, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, but it it is really funny. Like it's it's like seeing a duck try to walk for the first time or something. Is that an expression? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What else? What else from season two before we uh, get too far into? Mm. Oh man, there's so many moments. I mean, of oh. course, the mu- the musical number is amazing. We oh, can't yeah. forget Reynard being um, Persephone's son. Yeah, Wait, yeah, that was big. a plot twist. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, they're like. Um, there's a lot of. Just their mixing of mythology, mixing up mythology is interesting. Say a little more about that. I'm definitely not an expert. I feel like we would need a cat yeah, on for that uh, <laughs> for classics major. Um, but just the whole like idea that it was just like, I don't know how many people, they just like weren't really expecting it. And I wasn't really mm. expecting it either because like up until that point, we all just assumed that OLU is just completely of um, love's imagination. Mm. And then they kind of grounded it within like actual mythology which is really cool. Um, I don't know. I don't know if we ever got a chance to, to talk to him too much about how those characters connected. I don't remember. I don't know if you mentioned it on the podcast, but he's talked before about how, like, um, when when he was like his inspiration for OLU was kind of like these. Uh, they were like the the non Greek and Roman gods, right? Like they were like the kind of minor French. gods and the the Black Madonnas and. Um, mm-hmm. things like that in, in French and, uh, I think maybe some Celtic mythologies. Um, but it is cool to see them do that crossover and really sort of double down on the, like, all pagan gods and all other gods are kind of, like, connected theme. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good theme because, like, most people who study, like, see the correlations between, like, the different gods and goddesses and how they're, like, really similar to other like mythologies and religions. Hmm. Don, what about you? What are what, what are your other favorites? Your other big moments from season two? I feel like I should have done like a, a rewatch before <laughs> I did this. That probably would have been <laughs> smart of me to do. Um, well, I did recently just watch the finale and um, hmm. the sparks that Julia does at the end was probably oh, the best yeah. way to end the season. Talk yeah. about giving you chills, right? <laughs> 
I was just like, good. (laughs) I was just like, fucking finally. Like, I just remember just being like, she (laughs) finally is getting something. You were blowing up my phone when it was happening. (laughs) She deserves this so much. (laughs) Uh, She really does, though. And like, after, especially. I think it was a nice way to end this season, too, where Julia undergoes, like, so much happens to her, and it's all awful. And, like, somehow more bad things happen to her than in the books, which, like, you didn't really think possible if you read the books. (laughs) Yeah, I keep explaining to people, like, because she's, like, not exactly, like, the most moral character in the TV series. And she's constantly kind of being selfish and... I've had to explain to, like, I don't know how many people, like, that refuse to read the books that, like, mm. she's not at all like that. Like, I'm just like, that's not Julia. Like, like she is Julia, but she isn't at the same time, like. Nope. Not going to see. Okay. Uh, I, was talking to a coworker. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to a coworker of mine today, um, and she hasn't read the books, but she has seen the show. And she's talking about Alice um, and about how, like, Alice really frustrated her in, or really frustrates her in the TV show because she's like, Alice makes stupid mistakes. She like, when she was trying to bring back her brother, she didn't do any research. She just like tried one thing and then like waited two seconds and left before you could actually see if there were any results. Um, And when I was talking to her, I was like, oh my God, you know, I think you would really, really love the books. Oh, and she was also complaining that like, um, after after the beast attack, um, when uh, when they when like they think somebody dies, they're just like not affected at all. Like there's no, <laughs> they go on their merry ways. Like an episode and a half later, and I was like, I think you would really like the books because like uh, all of the things that you're getting annoyed by are are like the things that don't happen in the books, and I think it's just because they have to get through so much plot in the TV show so quickly. Yeah. They had, like, two episodes of mourning. <laughs> what, what was that, Dom? I said they just have to, like, fluff it up a bit for the TV show because run through too many plots and then the <laughs> show's just over. <laughs> yeah, which is exactly so. why they waited till the third season to do, like, the Magician the King's twist. plot line. So. <laughs> oh. I'm as so soon excited. as I saw those gold keys for the first time on the um, in the promo, uh-huh. oh, I, was, I was ready. I was... 100% in, <laughs> into the quest and the plot line for the new season. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm interested in how they'll, like, come into the quest because, like, I love how in the books it's just because Quentin's bored. It's always because Quentin's bored <laughs> that he uh, happens upon quests. <laughs> like, so, yeah, the entire plot of the book is just, like, Quentin's bored and then things happen. <laughs> yeah, he just, like, doesn't know how to be a king. And he's just like, uh, I'm bored, I'm going to leave. You can stay here. (laughs) Okay, okay. But before we get to the season three stuff, we we had some listener questions um, for this season two episodes. So um, the first one is, I mean, we just talked about like our favorite moments, but uh, the first one is what do you think was the most pivotal moment in season two? And that's like overall. And then there's some stuff about characters too. Um, Pivotal moment. um, It's hard to pinpoint one, but for me, it was probably... Julia Sparks at the end is probably the most pivotal moment. Well, and something that's we've all been waiting for. I mean that that's clearly the pivot for season three, right? Like that's how <laughs> that's how we knew what was going to happen next. Yeah, I have to say when Alice turns into a Niffin, because at this time last year we were all mm. excited and thinking that was going to happen, and but so when it finally all... happened, it 
kind of that affected what happened the rest of the season. We were like bitter, but like also like happy that they didn't just like end her character arc so quickly because we were just like we haven't been with Alice long enough to really feel the Niffin transformation. Mm. But the but the thing is, is like if they had done if they had done that like later, even even later, it would have been probably more harrowing. Yeah, I'm actually, I mean, one of the things that I remember being impressed by, and I'm still impressed by about season two, was how how long they were able to stretch that out um, when they really set it up um, by the end of season one. I mean, it took until the end of the third episode. Um, I thought that was really good pacing. Um, let's see, for me, I think the pivotal moment in season two, I, I don't know, it's really hard because I think that both of those are great. I think I might go though with um with Julia deciding to sort of uh bestow mercy on Renard when she has the chance to kill him and she doesn't. Um cuz I think that that I mean that's defining for her. it's it's pivotal for her because well if you've read the books uh that that doesn't happen in the books but you can sort of guess where <laughs> you can guess where that's, that fits in and intersects with things that happens in the, happen in the books. Um, but also, I think it's just, you know, so much of season two is about her grief and her pain and her not being able to access her feelings and not having her shade. And that's the moment where, like, even when she feels like she can't, like, she can't feel the difference between right and wrong, she makes a choice that is about... Um, doing this the just and merciful thing um so i think that's a pretty pivotal moment um and also i mean quentin killing ember uh (laughs) it's pretty big uh yeah that was a big moment (laughs) pretty pretty, uh pivotal i would say as well (laughs) i mean the thing is right like it's a huge moment and i mean it's super huge in the books but like in the show it takes like half a second and then it's done um, and it doesn't really feel like there was a ton of build up to it. Like other mm-hmm. things are, are sort of bigger in the, in the show, but it's still the, like, that's what leads to magic being turned off. So yeah. <sighs> True. There's a couple things I want to talk about, um, yeah. before I forget about season two. <laughs> yeah. And I know like book readers were kind of disappointed with OLU and her resurfacing um, just because she, like, was, like, her wanting them to show mercy on her son was was kind of interesting. And, like, I, I think a lot of people, since she was such a mysterious mm. figure in the books, like, kind of really liked her a lot. And then seeing her do that was disappointing. But another thing is a lot of people really fucking hate the fairies and the storyline in general. Hmm, really? Where are you hearing this? Um, well, the fairy reaction I've gotten a lot from people who haven't read the books. Um, like, a lot of my friends, they're just like, this is stupid, and I don't like them. And <laughs> <laughs> it was just a little too much, I think, to add in as mm. well. Um, and I was just like, well, the fairies don't exist in the book, so... There is... One thing I... So, one thing I like about the fairies, though, is it feels like it's kind of a nod to to some of the stuff that, like... It, to, to some of the books that like Lev has said inspired him and um, where 
uh, yeah. So, like, uh, you know, he talked a lot about how he fell in love with Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Um, and that book has has much fairy <laughs> Uh, in it, and so like even and it's right like it's fairies who are being mischievous and kind of evil in the way that these fairies are. Um, so I haven't read too many fairy literatures. I think I've only been familiar with fairies in uh, the Mortal Instruments, and they're kind of similar in that way. <laughs> My experiences with fairies are from Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell and Labyrinth. <laughs> the oh, 80s movie with David Bowie yeah. where they oh, yeah. you. <laughs> don't forget that <laughs> so yeah, I, I, yeah. My, the only experience I probably have is from Pan's Labyrinth I mean there's Tinkerbell too but like I don't know fuck Tinkerbell oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah fairies usually in most most fiction end up being like mischievous like they're unable to lie but they have ways to like bend the truth like in yeah. that they keep things from people. They're at least um, a, a, they're at least a little evil. Just just like in most touching. lore, they're like both. I think like mm. evil and good at the same time. Like they come from two different kinds of magical energy. Like in the mortal instruments, they're part demon, part angel. They're both. So they're like. Dude, we should see if we can get like a fairy ex. We should see if we can get a fairy expert on the show this season. <laughs> Just be like, hey, uh, random person with a PhD in fairies, come talk to us. <laughs> well, we should reach out to that person we got our um, our psychic reading from because I remember her. She was into like fairies. Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. That would be fun. If there's a PhD in fairies, I'm going back to school immediately. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, if you can get if you can get like a a degree in memes, I'm pretty sure you can get a degree. <laughs> in um, I've read a dissertation that's on World of Warcraft. I've actually read more than one. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Um, okay, so um, the other sort of question was about characters, and it was what do you think each character's defining moment was so i wrote down all the characters so that we wouldn't forget or miss anybody all the main ones uh oh, let's start so with where clara <laughs> let's uh i don't know let's let's start with quentin sure why not what what's quentin's defining moment to you danny just this season or in the whole show so far probably season this season yeah let's stick to season two um let's see defining moment of Quentin it's probably when he kills the god because it's kind of like his he thinks he's doing this like heroic act and it just backfires on him <laughs> that actually you know that's funny I I had put down bringing Alice back but I think that's totally right I think you're you're like right on the money Danny because that is kind of Quentin's MO is like thinking he's a badass and fucking up royally <laughs> yeah thinking like this is it this is my hero moment i'm the in this, shit like, novel of life. <laughs> uh yeah dom what do you think um i i like a lot when uh he turns alice back into a human from a niffin mm. because mm-hmm. a lot of that was him just being like a strong magician Hmm. He had help from Mayakovsky, but I feel like that was more just to release the energy from the batteries. And I just yeah. thought that was such a cool moment for Quentin to have a full-on, like, sorcerer, you know. That was one of my moment. least favorite moments, was that, like, Mayakovsky, like, takes that away from him. Because, like, in the book, like, he does it all on his own. Yeah. <laughs> 
I really like to, I mean, I think in terms of one of my other favorite moments from season two is after he brings her back the bacon scene, just because I actually kind of, I, I have very mixed feelings about that scene in the books, but there aren't that many scenes, there aren't that many book scenes that really feel like they're they're done like note for note the same way in the show. And I really enjoyed having that. Yeah. I very much related to the bacon scene and I was just like, that bacon looks delicious and I really want it. <laughs> I love how that's your takeaway is the bacon is delicious. <laughs> bacon is delicious. Like if there's anything that would make me feel like slightly human again, it would probably be bacon, consuming bacon. bacon. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> it's just like when veget- it's like when vegetarians like have meat again for the first time, I feel like it's usually bacon. Lanier is oh, yeah. probably going to murder you when he cuts this episode because he's a vegetarian. And actually, he hate, he bacon. He says is like the one thing he doesn't miss. He misses seafood. But like, you could always do that one kind of vegetarian where they're like, seafood's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does. Yeah. He, I mean, he doesn't. But I think I think the reason that he misses it is because there aren't good like fake seafood, like seafood substitutes. And you can get like a decent chicken substitute. You can get a decent. Bacon substitute. You can't really. I mean, but you there's can crab get substitute. Bacon. Crab well, substitute's yeah. okay. But crab substitute is just made of fish. Oh, is it? Yeah, so yeah. you I can't have it if you're I vegetarian. I didn't go to school for food. <laughs> or fairies. <laughs> yeah, or fairies. God, what am I doing? Well, most people decide to, like, go unvegetarian when they're, like, having a baby because, like, nourishing the baby with meat. <laughs> I went unvegetarian after I had a parasite, so that's kind of the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the same. the same. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, so we did Quentin. How about Elliot? What do you think is Elliot's defining moment? I had a lot of trouble with this one. Let's make Elliot? Dom do it first. Yeah, let's, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Elliot's his fave, so. That is so true, but my poor baby just makes such bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> um... So which of those bad decisions defines him? That's the question. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess, ooh, one of my favorite Elliot moments probably, but it was also very heartbreaking, was um, when he sent Margot to the dungeons oh. because he didn't know how she was going to use her queen dumb <laughs> because she kept she just always acts before she thinks about things, and so he had to kind of put her away so... You know, she wouldn't fuck up all the fillery even more so yeah. than it already was. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel like uh, like a big defining Elliot theme was, uh, like, responsibility over friendship. Yeah. Um, like, both both in terms of, like, putting, putting fillery over Margot, putting Fen and his baby over Margot. It's like, you know that he cares more about Margot, that like he is more deeply connected to her, but he also has this sense of responsibility and knows that like he can't just he can't just be a deadbeat dad and be like, oh yay, the fairies stole my baby and my wife, I'm home free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He also knows that like if Fillory is destroyed, magic is destroyed, and mm. there's things more important than that. Uh, I think his defining moment for me is when he basically is just like to Julia is like, I don't know why I care about you, but I do. And that was good. Uh, basically get off the couch and help me save the world. That's another like kind of responsibility first moment, right? Like you realize that despite all of 
despite the front that he puts up, Elliot is just, he just cares about people really, really deeply. And (laughs) (laughs) I love how he was also just kind of like, that was ages ago because to him, he's on fillery time and God, we don't know how long he's been in fillery. Oh, wow. (laughs) I forget about that too, that the time's so different. I haven't Mm -hmm. figured out how that is supposed to be working in the show, but then again, I don't know that I ever figured it out in the book, so... (laughs) <laughs> no, it doesn't make any sense in the book. They go into the fountain, come in, and like it's a completely different season, and they've only been gone for like two seconds. Sorry, uh, sorry, love. Like we love day, you, but there were plot holes. <laughs> a day on Earth, like a month in Fillory, or something like that. Yeah, but that feels like, too much. <laughs> I feel like love. We need like an actual timeline yeah. of like how timelines long. for each of them it'll be like um in back to the future when they do the like two timelines in the dip we need that <laughs> supplemental <laughs> materials because <laughs> you know writing a 600 page arthurian legend isn't enough <laughs> yeah right. now we want backstory and details <laughs> <laughs> on how everything works <laughs> i mean it's just like harry potter everyone kept asking except jk rowling on the other hand supplies too much and now everyone's like stop i don't yeah i don't want you i don't want any more information on the wizarding world i think love does a, a pretty good job of like keeping it buttoned up i remember when i can't remember there was some question we asked him in one of the first interviews and he was like, are you sure you want to know the answer? Oh, I think it was like how much of, uh, Julia's interactions with OLU before they summon, before they try to summon her in the books were real. And he was like, are you sure you want to know? (laughs) Yeah. There's, I love, he kind of like, there's like two kind of like author philosophies, like the, like, I'll keep telling you stuff. Um, And then there's the, like, the interpretation is left up to the reader. Yeah. And and Lev's kind of, like, in the middle, like, (laughs) so. I feel like he, I I feel like, you know, I feel like he really wants to leave things up to the reader because, because, right, like, that's how his books happened. It's because (laughs) uh, Narnia left so much up to interpretation for him and he was able to, like, reclaim them. But I also think he just has a lot of fun. Uh, interacting I mean, with fans. And... I knew it was basically Narnia going in, but I think it's hilarious how, like, there's so many people who, like, eventually realize while watching the show, like, oh, shit, this is kind of like Narnia. And, like, they just, like, have, like, an epiphany. And I'm like, I know. it's how did you, Yeah, that's, like, the point. <laughs> well, and what yeah, I always I, find really hilarious are, like, the the really obnoxious Goodreads reviews where people are like, it's just a ripoff of Chronicles of Narnia. And you're like, oh, yeah. Dude, like, <laughs> you are missing the point. <laughs> uh, Goodreads is Sir, such a dangerous place to go on for reviews. <laughs> it's true. And there's um, always, like, stupid stuff that people say, like, I don't know. It's definitely not high critics, <laughs> that's for sure. Okay, okay, we we still have, like, a lot of characters to get through. So, uh, yeah, we, we gotta go, we gotta hustle. Uh, how about Margot? What's Margot's, def- what's Margot's defining moment? Um, probably... Fairy's monster eyeball. Yeah, I, I have the exact same <laughs> Oh, one. yeah, pirate Margot. <laughs> I actually think it's, I think it's um, when she tries, yeah, so I guess it's when she loses her eyeball. It's her trying to get Fen's baby back from the fairies, because that's, like her actually owning up to her mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, sorry, Margo, you're not getting any more attention because we gotta, we got to keep going before I get distracted. <laughs> um, Alice. 
Alice, uh, her defining moment is probably turning into a Niffin. That's like her biggest moment in the season. Dumb? I think so. I, I, I guess that's, I would say so too. I mean, Alice had some interesting things going on, but most of it had revolved around her being a Niffin. Yeah, she's so like her, I, that's probably the most defining thing of the season. I can't say it's turning back into a human because she hasn't really accepted that yet. Um, yeah, and it was only like an episode. So I, I have an unpopular opinion here, or at least I just have a, a well, I don't know, whatever. Um, I think in terms of what is coming in season three and like some of what we saw at the end of season two, I think her defining moment has to be killing the lamprey. Um, cause that seems to be the thing that's going to come back to haunt her and the thing that kind of like straddles so what the is that? Her. Did we see that happen on screen? Did that happen off screen? The, the little girl was, was the, the lamprey. Yeah. Is that the little yeah, girl? Okay. The little girl with the tentacle butt. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> that was the lamprey. Um, I wasn't uh, sure. So, I mean, I don't exactly, it's unclear to me how that's going to happen. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like that's something that wasn't in the, it wasn't in the books. There is no obvious way that that's going to intersect with the quests in season three. But like, you can't just tease that, like dangle it and then be like, haha, everything's fine. <laughs> oh, we're still yeah. waiting for the candy witch to reappear. I know. And oh, it's funny yeah. because they mention it in the in like the episode, like when, when he's doing the recap and he basically says it as if it was going to happen in that episode. And I was like, is that a plot hole? <laughs> uh, I think I'm when hoping it, that's something that happens in season three. Um, but I think uh, whenever the sh- whenever they finalize the show, Danny, you and I have to like we have to have like one grand finale episode that's like all of the plot holes that we found. Oh, <laughs> now that we know what they are, <laughs> just for funsies. There's, there's always plot holes, like no matter what. So I, yeah. I I don't think there's ever been a show that's been able to escape them. Uh, I like to think of them as portals into alternate universes. <laughs> you mean opportunities for people to write fan fiction? Exactly, exactly, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yep. I feel like we wouldn't have fan fiction without plot holes. It would definitely be a lot harder. If like if a book were like perfectly tight, where would the room be? <laughs> yeah. But there's always going to be differing opinions like, oh, they should have ended up with so-and-so or like. They should have chosen this path. Like, there's always going to be those people who are like, nah, Harry Potter should have chosen the dark side. Like, Oh, man. <laughs> I've read Why? some really good Harry Potter fan fiction about, like, one of one of the characters choosing the dark side. Like, I've read some really bad Harry Potter fan fiction about Hello. that. Hello. <laughs> are, are you making there's noises at your cat? Okay. <laughs> I am making noises. Yo, kitty. Kitty. Okay. Uh, Julia, I already said my defining moment for her. Well, I I sort of have to. I mean, I think it's probably realistically not, like, her deciding not to kill Reynard. But a sort of second one in contention was giving up her shade for Alice's. Oh, yeah, that was good. That was was mine. That would be mine just because, like, I was just, like, I was finally telling people, I'm like, that... That's book out like that's book Julia. She would have done that. Yeah, and I think right like the times when I felt like we we have book Julia the most are the times when like you see the strength of her and Quentin's friendship, and that mm-hmm. was that was that moment. Like even at her very worst, 
she's still gonna give something right like she gives up something huge for Quentin well I mean because like in in the book she didn't I don't know did she she didn't have her shade for like a while so I feel like it would be like if that happened in the book she would have given it given up the opportunity because she's just like well I've been a shell of a human for so long why well, not be in the book I think longer? her in the book I think her sh- shade is just straight up destroyed like there's there is no yeah. coming back from it. Yeah. I think that's what the, like, yeah, failed Yeah, that's why they summoning. couldn't see her in the underworld, right? Um, yeah, they couldn't. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. The underworld plot. I, <laughs> I love the part in the underworld, though, because it's, like, he's interacting with, like, young Martin Chatwin, and it takes him a while to, like, realize that he's interacting with him. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. The underworld scene in the book is so, it's so big. Um, and so different because it comes after the quest or in the middle of it or whatever. <laughs> uh, so one thing that I'm really sad about, uh, with the way that they, they reordered, um, the way they're doing things from the books is that we're not going to get that, the ending of book two, the way it was, we're not going to get that scene between Quentin and Ember, uh, where Ember tell the, the one where like he, at the very end where he's like, Quentin is like, uh, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. The you know the hero wins the reward, and Ember tells him, "No, Quentin, the hero pays the price." That was yeah, but then he, and then he chooses to be exiled from Fillory and to let Julia in on the other side of Fillory. I mean, we'll probably still get the whole other side of Fillory thing um, eventually. We, um, we but fucking it won't better. Be quite the same. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be quite the same. If um, I don't get my plant, I'm going to pitch a royal fit. <laughs> you, hear, you heard it. You heard it. I was going to say, um, the, I was scared. That's what I thought um, when Penny was getting that algae or whatever from Fillory. I thought that was going to be the plant. And I was like, what is this? Oh, no, I would yeah, not. Yeah. Or something. I would not have been into that. <laughs> I I hope that I've shown enough of the um, magicians, cast, crew, and writers my tattoo now that like, <laughs> like they oh, wouldn't man, let me down. Pissed. I like to think that I'm very important. Uh, okay, Katie. Uh, I think this one's pretty obvious, but I'm curious what you think. For me, the Katie Katie's defining moment was killing Senator Gaines against her own will. Oh, um, that, that was a big so one. Many, that was a big one. That has so many like little like parallels to even what Reynard did to Julia mm-hmm. about him like making her do this, mm-hmm. even though oh, it's just so, so many levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like That's he does altruistically the thing that. He he does it for good reasons, but it yes. still destroys her soul in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. There's, like, definitely a strike against her shade. Are there any other contender moments, do you think? Um, Probably when she uh, makes a shady deal to save a penny. It's probably a good defining moment for oh, her. Oh, yeah. Like, it's basically, like... Yes, I definitely love this guy, and yeah, I'm willing to do some shady shit to help him out. And all the Wickoff shippers started crying. 
Yeah, but I mean, I feel like Katie is just an insert of a character at the same time to, like, make Penny's story, like, continue. Because, <laughs> you know, he's not really all that there in the books. I hope yeah, they find true. something to do with him in season three. I think that one of my biggest disappointments of season two is that I don't think that they did... I don't think they, they gave Penny robust enough... Um, things to do like he didn't have super robust plot lines through most of it in in almost all the episodes that he appeared he was in a like side arc and yeah even katie gets more than that because she has that friendship with julia that's true like i remember asking arjun early on before the season like if he wanted like a specific episode to appear on, and he's like, no, because nothing really like that crazy happens to Penny. Like mm-hmm. he basically told mm-hmm. me that like a long time ago that he's just like, there's nothing super defining for him mm. yet. Yet. Season three is going to be the season of Penny. Just you watch. Well, actually uh- there is an episode that's named after Penny. I remember I casually like looked at the, the names of the episodes. Oh before. yeah podcast uh let's see how did you find that are they up on imdb spoiler alert um it's on spoiler penny Mm -hmm. so some of them are probably not confirmed i know the first three or four are definitely for sure Mm -hmm. accurate um and one of them is be the penny i hope that we get that i actually when we get there, one of the things that I am kind of most excited about in season three is to see what they do with Penny's plotline because I have no fucking clue what that's going to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, um, we're definitely going to get more with him in the order, I assume. Yeah, but I mean, like, I think the the details the trailer, of that are really it seems like he doesn't have magic. One would think not. Um, but yeah, let's, let's get there later. We still have two more. We have some list, a couple more listener questions for season two. So the first one is... Uh, well, I, this was two, but they kind of run together. So will Idri and Elliot ever marry? And what the fuck is going to happen with the whole, like, royal arrangement between the two of them and Fen? I don't know why, but I have a feeling Idri's not really a part of season three. I don't know why. I don't know if he just dipped with the, the like, no magic. Because, like, what's the point now? Mm-hmm. Or is he still a rat? I don't remember how that resolved. No, no he's they, not. No, he came no. back. They turned him back because he told his son to back the fuck off. Yeah. Hmm. What about you, Dom? Do you think they're going to get married? Um, I'm not sure, only because I don't... Like, is the whole even thing with Fen... Is he still even married to Fen and, like, magically contract, contractually obligated to be there? Because he kissed Idri, right? Before magic went out and it was fine, but now magic's like there's just so much that's kind of up to mm. we have to, that we have to find out. Yeah, I'm just about how that things too. Are still working. And also, like, what the fuck is going? Like, what the fuck is going to happen with their kid? Like, are they going to get it back from the fairies? Are they just going to like leave it and go off on a on the keys quest? <laughs> like, well, I mean, in filler time, who knows? The kid, because by the time um. Because I know Fen only stayed because they have a... Fade, stayed with the fairies for so long because the baby was there. And it's no longer baby, it seems like, when she kind of, like, escapes back and is like, they're here. 
Is fairy um, time like an additional layer of weird time manipulation magic? I have a feeling it'll <laughs> be like is, a. Is I have a feeling it'll be a small child, not like a baby, and it's oh a girl. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> well, because um, uh, Josh even said when they were trying to go save um Finn, he said something when he was trying to explain how they occupied the same space. Or whatever oh, yeah. he was like, they just and she'd already had the, the baby. She offset. wasn't pregnant anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, so um, it definitely moves faster. I definitely catch myself real like I, I catch myself um, thinking about the fairyland as the upside down. <laughs> it seems yeah, like it that. Kind of it seems like that, but there is already an upside down because oh. there's an upside down of Fillory in the books. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I wonder if fairy. Fillory is the TV show's version of Upside Down Fillory, and if Fairy oh. White Spire is Black Spire, that would be interesting. I would be, would be super be- down for that, uh, and that would like be a cool way to get Black Spire and some of the some of the stuff that we missed by going really quickly through the Ember Umber stuff. That would be a cool way yeah. to to get through that. That's what kind of sucked about Umber was that he wasn't on the Upside Down. Like, when they found him, he was just, like, in Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> How convenient. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I think our answer for this is we don't really know what's going to happen between Idri and Elliot. doesn't seem like Idri is going to be a big part of the picture. Meh. Um, sorry, Elliot. Uh, <laughs> you still have to be married to a lady. Um, is there any significance behind the moth coming out of Martin's mouth? Um, I think when he, when, uh, he's killed by Alice or was it just the last of the magic leaving his body? I've seen a lot of people talking about that. And so a lot of people are like, oh, this means the beast isn't dead. And no, like- I think it was his essence. Cause like, that's how he controlled like Mike or whatever. You saw the mm-hmm. like. I, I think it was just his essence. Like, I would love to see uh, Charles Measure back on the show, but I don't I think mean, it's going it to happen. So amazing. I, I think would, if anything, we'll see the like young version of him for some reason. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Or if they're going to show Charles Measure, it'll, it would be in flashbacks. Should they do the plum spoiler, spoiler, spoiler stuff that happens later? True. Oh, that would be cool. Um, yeah, I also, I also sort of saw, you know, I, I saw it maybe even a little more explicitly as like, what is left of his shade? Like his shade is this like moth eaten, battered, uh, barely existent thing that he has mostly tried to excise. And yeah, it was kind of like that annoying part in the, the last Harry Potter movie where Voldemort like explodes into ashes, which was super unnecessary and I hated, but <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like that, I think. Or it's like his, it's like his wrinkled baby Voldemort in the um, in King's Cross Station. On platform, yeah. <laughs> that was so gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, season three. Season three. What are your hopes and dreams? What are you most excited for? Oh, um, oh, God Julia, me. to just to just show everyone. Everything that they missed <laughs> when they did not let her into Breakville's, she is just gonna, ooh, she's gonna save everything. <laughs> Queen I'm Julia excited. is in the building. I'm so excited for just Julia in general. I mean, everyone knows how I feel about her. Um, <laughs> I'm also definitely excited for 
more character growth from Quentin. We're we're, we're going to see that, mm-hmm. I think. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. More pining. Hopefully he doesn't cry in every episode this time. <laughs> so far, Aww. from what it's, the season seems more hopeful and uplift, uplifting. And I hope, and I think that the writers did that, especially considering the social and political climate. It's a little more, like, lighthearted, I think. It won't be so heavy with so many intense things happening all the time well it it's seems a like quest a it's a quest right yeah. like quests are fun even when they are hard and shitty things happen yeah it'll still be do we have a confirm of um benedict returning at all because yes we don't but he we has do. to right like you can't wait has did you say we do confirmed it? that benedict the map maker yeah yeah Oh yeah, he's posted pictures on set from Instagram a lot this season. Oh, oh shit, cool. I didn't I didn't know he was on Instagram. Oh wait, no, oh, I did. Yeah, he That's is. a lie. He, he I just follow way too many I just follow way too many people to keep up. It was either Instagram or Twitter. I remember him specifically posting a picture posting pictures on set. That's cool. good. Yeah. I, I mean you couldn't have the quest without Benedict. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um I'm also I'm obviously for- Oh, wait, what were you going to say? <laughs> Probably what you're going to say. <laughs> Poppy. <laughs> Poppy. <laughs> Felicia oh, Day yep. is Poppy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was dying when I found that out. <laughs> I, I remember Poppy is blonde in the book, so they probably made her a redhead because they're like, we have no redheads in this show and we need one. <laughs> I think they made her a redhead because they had the opportunity to cast Felicia Day and you don't turn down the opportunity to cast Felicia Day. <laughs> well, I mean, she could have dyed her hair. Like, Well, okay, but, you know, <laughs> I don't know that she would. She's Felicia fucking Day. You let her do whatever she wants. <laughs> yeah. Is she going to be Australian, I wonder? I hope because not. Because Poppy's Australian. I know, I know that Poppy's Australian, but I really don't want to have to see... Any American actor try to struggle through an Australian accent. Also, yeah. I don't yeah, want to hear nonstop because that's easier a little bit. Or, or maybe they'll just keep her American. Maybe she'll be Canadian. Oh, <laughs> maybe she'll be French Canadian. Oh, Quebecois. <laughs> 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 um, I'm hoping also that her being in this means we will get more dragons. Yes. My favorite mm-hmm. dragonologist. I do. I hope that's going to happen. There's one clip from the trailer that seems like that's likely. That's. It looks like a dragon shadow or something. Oh, you have really scrutinized it, Dom. <laughs> I did look at that before this. I did kind <laughs> of prepare. <laughs> um. Yeah. I hope we have more dragons. Um. It I'm, seems like. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say, it seems like Penny has magic again at one point because he travels in the train. He's always been able to travel because it's with his mind. It's like his latent ability. He, no, he yeah, but like, has magic. But he has it even though the wall springs off is what I mean. But I think that's, what, I think that's kind of what, um, what Danny's getting at. Like, he needs his hands to cast, well, to cast magic like most types of magic, but like maybe it's not wellspring based his traveling. Penny, I feel like is actually secretly more important than anyone has ever let on because I remember one of the last times I rewatched season one, like um, 
they uh, when they're talking about how important Penny is uh, in the first episode, um, they're talking about how important both Penny and Quentin are, like their boys or whatever um, between Eliza and and uh, oh. Dean Fogg. Oh yeah. Uh, and I I think it's just very much that whole like Penny and Quentin are kind of like two sides of the same coin. It reminds me of that relationship between Harry and Neville and how important they both could have been. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Which one's which, though? <laughs> I think Neville's definitely a penny, actually. <laughs> I, I mean, I totally know what you're getting because I think Neville is more... I mean, if, if you think that Quentin is, is the hero, then obviously that means he has to be Harry Potter. But, like, personality-wise... He's more of a Neville. <laughs> <laughs> um, why is it always me <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's I, I honestly I'm excited about everything next season I just can't wait for it to come back I've missed this <laughs> yeah the ultimate <laughs> ultimate nerdery of uh magicians discussions it's been missed <laughs> I'm also excited the new questing creature, or what I assume is yeah. the new questing creature. <laughs> the weird peacock thing. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be cool to kind of see, you know, someone other than the white lady. She's too busy on the gifted. I like the so white lady, but I'm back. still annoyed that she's like the cover of season two, even though she was in one episode. And Yeah. So actually, that brings up a really good point, though, the, the like other questing beast, something that I haven't really thought about much. So in the books, when Quentin kills Ember, then, like, the godly energy goes floating away. And, like, they talk about how in past times, like, when a god died, their god energy went, be, became infused in some other creature in the land. Do you think that there's going to be, like, a new god of Fillory? Uh, what if it went into Julia and that's why she has I, it? I've been wondering about that, too, um, if, like, that's the way that... The thing is, is two gods died, so that means two people have that energy. Yeah, One of the energies went into the sword, and they used that. So I feel like that went back to sword in the sword still. That's true. Or it was used when, after the other god was killed. But, Danny, I really hope you're right, because I like the idea of... um, of Julia becoming a goddess, Julia getting her like god powers from something other than being raped by Reynard. Yeah, like anything um, other than that. I always thought I always thought either the way that they're taking it is either she got it because of that energy or she got it because of like LU. LU is like when she like touched her or whatever. <laughs> god touched. Cuz they say in the trailer I think that she's god touched. Yeah, though, I mean, yeah. she's been God-touched a lot of times in a lot of ways. Uh. Yeah, god touch is just a very nice way of putting it. I've read people say. It's like, yeah, true. Um, is there anything in season three that you're dreading, that you're, like, scared of or worried about? Mm, I, I, I'm kind of dreading how, wherever the hell they're taking Alice, because I'm just so used to Alice not coming back for a long time that it's, like, what are they gonna do for her? Other than this, like, other than the like the the lamprey storyline, like, there's not much. I get really nervous about um, in the trailer when they call her the torture artist. Um, torture really, artist, yeah. No, they, it's torture artist. I've seen it with captions on. Like, oh, I thought it was just tortured, as in no. like a play off. Of- 
like she tortures people and I really don't like that being her identity even I though think like mean it more that when she was a niff and she tortured people clearly I hope so I'm I'm a little nervous about them taking I mean she she did a number on Quentin <laughs> she did yeah. but I right like I feel like most of these are things that are still sort of Right, like most of those names, they come from a questing beast. They're they're expressing some kind of fundamental truth, and I don't want that to be yeah. her fundamental truth. Is that? Yeah, she I agree. It's dark. <laughs> um, something I'm kind of dreading, which is again something I read either in an article or online somewhere, was that um, some some people were not super excited in the season three trailer to see um, Professor Lipson basically threatening to commit suicide in front of Quentin, who is someone who is, who has been shown to be suicidal. So that might not be something that's, um, that might be something that Quentin has to deal with or, you know, kind of come to terms with. I'm not afraid of showing character struggles or triggers. Like some people really don't like certain triggers happening in a show and definitely like committing suicide is a trigger for a lot of depressed people. But, um, that in particular, I I, would, I don't want to judge it before it happens. Um, yeah, it that's, well, I think that's why I'm dreading it, is that it could be done very well or very badly. Knowing the show, it will probably be done well. It's yeah. just, you. it's more of an unknown, like, what if this is going to lead to something, what will it, you know? It's just kind of a, just yeah. from that small clip, it's like, uh-oh, you know. It's mental, illness is, mental illness is a huge theme in the uh, the show and the books. Um, so hopefully they do it well. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anything else? Any, any weird theories about season three? Crazy no, shit I don't, out there? I did I kind have of any. have a theory that I thought about only when I saw the new poster. Oh yeah. The, when they're all like stones is that they're all, each of the main characters has a key. And so I'm wondering if oh, like shit. the more key, like, if you're in possession of a key, you have magic. Maybe not as full as you did, but some form of something that you can do. And once they get all of the keys, they'll put them cool. in wherever. And then it'll open up the door to magic back. But I think if they all, like if you're holding on to one, you've got some, maybe about Julia level, it's some sparks and some little things. That'd be really cool. Maybe the keys unlock Julia's power and Julia unlocks magic. Probably. <laughs> there's just right. so much there's so little information that we have i know mm-hmm. it's I, I feel like i mean that's the fun part right is you're still grasping at straws but it i mean part of why i think that's so exciting about like it, i felt like i knew most of what was gonna i mean not most of it but right like i knew a lot of the big things that were gonna happen in season two like i knew that alice was gonna become a niffin i didn't know they're gonna bring her back so quickly but like i knew that she was gonna become a niffin um, I knew that there was going to be something around the aftermath of, of Julia realizing she was raped. Um, and so like going into season two, I felt like I had a better grasp of at least what the first few episodes were going to be like. Um, yeah. and for this, I feel like there, there's so many unknowns. They've shifted things around and, um, now I feel like it's, I think that's the exciting, that's the most exciting part is that I don't know what's next. Mm-hmm. Um, also, really looking forward to how the fuck they resolve the fact that magic is gone and they still seem to be going back and forth between Fillory and, the, and Earth. Uh, they, <laughs> hmm. They're probably, 
there I don't remember if there was multiple buttons or not in the show. I know there is in the, the book, so maybe they find another or um though I know the first episode's probably gonna center around them finding like like an original door to Fillory, like one of them. Well, so we actually we asked this question point blank to to Henry Myers um, when Rosalind and I did that interview, um, and he said, "Well, first of all, his exact response was, I think about that every day, <laughs> tortured sigh and all." And then he said, "I think one of the things he said was that it's different every time they go back." Um, okay, which also seems really cool and like very Narnia. Uh, yeah. yeah, also like also very very like original fillery novels right like it's a different door yeah. every time and uh mm-hmm. i'm hoping it's not just like different doors i'm hoping it's actually like whack-ass techniques every time they do it. i really loved the one in the magician king where they're like on the bed and then it turns yes. into like a raft and they're uh, floating towards the munt jack like that was that was that, a cool way i loved that entire scene i mean i really liked the uh, I love that line about how like genuinely social people never cease to amaze him. Um, I mean, like Josh and Poppy are just, they bring so much light into the world. Um, well, I just love that Fillory waits until the child falls asleep to like bring them back in. I know. I know. It's, it's adorable. <laughs> it felt like almost, almost Peter Panny to me too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm loath to wrap this up because we don't really get another one for a month, but, um, I think we have hit the end of things. So, I think Dom, so. thank you for joining us. Ah, thanks for having me. I'm so, I'm so very excited for season three. Yeah, we are too. Um, and yeah, listeners, thanks for joining us. Thanks for demanding that we do a retrospective. It's really exciting to have, uh, <laughs> to have that level of commitment um, and thanks yeah. for all your fantastic questions send us more questions and comments throughout the throughout season three um i think one of the things we would really like to do is to be able to incorporate more stuff from our listeners and, and fans and um we you know when you send us things we're always happy to to bring them on so yeah send <laughs> us your uh, yeah. your rants your raves fan mail hate mail whatever <laughs> exactly yeah. I mean, maybe don't jump at sending hate mail, but like yeah, okay, yeah. Don't don't actually send us hate mail. Just just send us like the really nice things because you know we're adorable or whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, see you January tenth. See ya. Bye. Bye. So Bye. Mind slide. Oh, hello. Hello.